0: Good morning. Welcome to Financial Questions, Real Answers. This is your host, Darwin Lindsay, Certified Financial Planner with Lindsay Wealth Management. Today is Friday, August 11, 2023. As always, if you do have a question or topic you would like to hear on the show, we would love to hear from you. 812-316-2079. You follow us on Facebook or Twitter. Send us an email, info at lindsaywealth.com. Looking back on what's happened here in the last week, there are a few things that we probably do need to get caught up on before we do get into some of these markets uh, A couple of the things that have happened uh at this point in time it the c p i numbers came out on yesterday came out yesterday morning uh the july cpi report shows the inflation gauge rose by 3.2 percent from a year ago in july so that's the year over year number uh which is slightly below expectations now remember it was three percent last month it's up to 3.2 but of course we're going to say even though it went up that this is great because it's below expectations i'll let you figure it out um the core cpi ran at a 12 month rate of 4.7 percent also below the estimate uh the measurements were 0.2 uh, percent uh, on the month uh, increases, so that's what what it was. Almost all the monthly inflation increases came from shelter costs, which rose from 0.4 percent and were up 7.7 uh, percent from a year ago. So you could sort of see here that it's one of those magical little things where they try to play the game with um, a little bit of manipulation of numbers, and of course, it's all it came from shelter. It came from this. Well, guess what? You got to pay for shelter. You got to pay for something that's uh, that's going to to, uh, continue to do that. Now, the only thing I will say is this: as a percentage of the seven point seven percent is actually down uh, from from eight point one percent, which it was uh, last month. So, so that we will say. The problem is, it just seems like all of these things continue to increase. Uh, the more that you uh, continue to look at them. So that is part of the issue that is happening here. And then when it comes to inflation, there's some other things that people need uh, need to take uh, into consideration when the, when they're talking about these sort of things. When you are looking at those commodities, the commodities have come up uh, so much. Uh, you have orange shoes up 45% since the start of the year. I, I mean, these kind of things... Um, That is still going to have impact regarding what does take place with inflation. Uh, And and that's what most people need to understand is those kind of things that when these commodities continue to increase, whether that's the oil uh, and and you keep seeing uh, a lot of these commodities are well up over 20 percent since the beginning of the year then it's going to make uh it's it's going to take a toll on, on what happens and it's gonna keep putting in, in pressure on inflation as it continues to move higher. So that's something that you do uh need to be paying attention to. Again, when it does come to these inflation numbers, uh they're important to sort of see what I will say is they they've backed off at least uh the futures has on whether there'll be a rate rate hike here in September on the Fed but it's still something that should be on the table and something that you at least do need to consider happening. Uh probably the other thing that uh did happen was looking out there was some downgrades that actually did um I believe it was, Mo- was it Moody's that downgraded uh some of, the, some of the banks, so that also had a little bit of toll on what's happening there. But other than that, thing, things seem to be moving uh, pretty much in lockstep order of what we would expect to actually have happening at this point in time. Uh, as we do dive into the markets and look at the S&P 500, again, we're talking about the SPX. Uh, you cannot invest directly into that, but if you are looking at that uh, on the on the cash um, Pretty much told you last time on the show we'd be getting near a bottom probably the early part of this week. Uh, looked like it was moving out and actually move, moved down uh, from there, but it got right into our target zone, and, and that was the most important part, which was forty four seventy down to forty four fifty four. Any any place in there we were looking for a bottom, it looks like we more than likely have that. Uh, the SPX is moving out of oversold on a daily basis. Probably should be up for at least another day or two. Target zone, uh, assuming everything just stays sort of normal, would be between forty-five thirty-four and forty-five fifty-one. Uh, the target for getting to that, uh, at least the timing, would be sometime after twelve thirty on. Um, what's the? Hold on, sorry, I got the wrong dates here. That would be, as we look at this, that would be sometime between 12.30 on Tuesday and 3.30 on Thursday. Sometime in there is more than likely going to be the high high, uh, before it rolls over. Now, that was a five waves down. This would be a three waves correction, so you would expect another five waves down off of that. And more than likely, 1.618 times uh, what we just had there. So... It should be a downturn. should be getting down uh, closer to 4,300 here in the next few weeks. As we do look at the S&P 500 on a weekly basis, uh, it has not even reached oversold yet. More than likely, it's down at least 2 to 3. It could be even in the late September that that is down. Uh, That's just the most logical place for it to happen. Uh, Again, the the big target to be paying close attention to there is the 4,164. 41 55 ish range that's right in there is a whole bunch of support uh that's that's where you want to see if this actually holds there or uh if it goes ahead and uh breaks through that and continues lower so that's what you want to keep your eyes on at this point in time the dow jones industrial average uh is moving out of oversold at this point in time it's probably going to be up for another two to three days based on its position now on a weekly it is actually, um, it is just barely now moving out of oversold. So it should be down at probably three or four weeks, if not longer. So that's the, that's the most logical, uh, position for it, for it to be in. The Russell 2000, it is oversold right now, trying to make its way out of that on a daily basis. Um, once it makes it out, which it's not, but it's in a position to make it out. Uh, then, then you could see a a, a rally for four to five days off of that. The weekly is, has just moved out of overbought. So it should be down for at least another two to three weeks in and of itself. The NASDAQ is oversold on a daily basis, trying to get out of there. Uh, the weekly, the weekly's flipped to negative. It was positive last week. It's negative. Now, um, Say at least a couple weeks sideways down would be the most logical thing that would happen there uh, with, with the NASDAQ at this point in time. Uh, looking at the 30-year uh, Treasury bonds, they are overbought at this point in time, so they should be coming down. Uh, again, the, the price has come up here in the last few days, which means the yield has sort of dropped on those. The weekly still should be well. It's sort of mixed. Odds are it's down though. Uh, pr- price should, should be coming down and yields should be going up. That would be the most logical thing to happen with everything out there. And it does look like it's at least in a position uh, to say that it is going to do that. So that's what you do you need to be paying attention there. The if you are looking at the bonds at this point in time. The way that they're set up, the three month is at 5.44, the six months at 5.49, the two years at 4.78, the 10 years at 4.02, the 20s at 4.35, and the 30s at 4.19. So it's still a majorly inverted yield curve there, uh, especially high on the front end. I, I Pay close attention to that. <laughs> pay, pay close attention to that would be my number one thing. I would just constantly remind people is the, these things can these things can change quickly. But uh, it's paying a lot there on the front end uh, compared to, compared to those longer terms uh, at this point in time. Uh, take a look at gold here. Gold has been downward. It's in a position where it should be finding a daily low at any point in time. Uh, however. I don't think that this is the, um, it appears to have another couple weeks to go, and that's really what it would take to get down there around the 1850 mark, which is what we were expecting. If it does get down there and it does hold, the momentum change up to positive, that will definitely be a huge go-long setup for gold uh, at this point in time. Silver, silver has been overbought for days. Uh, Wow, it's... It's interesting here on silver because it's almost ready to make new lows. It really depends on what happens today if it does or doesn't the The weekly you would still think that it's going to come down to twenty one seventy six to twenty seventy one and if that doesn't hold, then it could go much lower uh but you would the the odds are that it does hold based on where it is actually on its momentum but it probably will be down for a couple more weeks. So just do keep that in mind. We do need to go to a short break. As always, if you do have a question or topic you would like to hear on the show, we'd love to hear from you. 812-316-2079. You follow us on Facebook or Twitter. Send us an email, info at com. Financial questions, real answers. right back after this short break. Welcome back to Financial Questions, Real Answers. This is your host, Darwin Lindsay, Certified Financial Planner. If you do have a question or topic you would like to hear on the show, we would love to hear from you. 812-316-2079. You follow us on Facebook or Twitter. Send us an email, info at lindsaywealth.com Moving back here to uh in into the markets, let's talk a little bit about the US dollar. Uh the US dollar at this point in time, it is overbought on a daily basis, uh, should be hitting a daily high at any point in time may have actually two days ago we just still need some confirmation uh to, to come from that on a daily the weekly on the dollar uh should be up for should be up for a couple of weeks uh it, it's hit the box where it should hit for to to complete a correction we will see if this dollar continues to go higher from here um and, and it very well might um, I'm looking at a really long term chart trying to figure this out if it really is going to go higher um, it, it definitely ha- has some potential there let's put it that way too too hard to really make it, make an absolute call on that but it, it's in a position where uh, we will see if it gets a new high if it gets above um, 104 204 i would think that it very well has probably had a weekly if not a monthly low and could continue to hire so just keep that in mind when we are looking at the dollar and talking about it oh bitcoin uh daily is it's overbought at this point in time should be sideways down um May have peaked here on Tuesday this week. We need confirmation follow follow through to the downside to to get that. I wouldn't. It's just in a position. I wouldn't say that it's completed that by any stretch of imagination. Uh, The weekly. It's still oversold at this point in time. A little mixed here. I can't really tell you exactly what what the best way is to look at that. Oil definitely need to talk a little bit about oil. Oil has continued to go up, should be up for a couple days. I was really looking for it. Uh, the big part was here, talked about it last week, really needed to see the close get above 83.26, and that happened on Wednesday of this week. So what that's telling you, that is a higher high off a previous low from April. That's a breakout. Now, the situation though is the daily is approaching overbought. Maybe he's up for another day or two. The weekly um, is definitely overbought. Uh, if you pay attention to GAN when it comes to charting, GAN would tell you the best time to get in is, is after you've had a confirmed breakout, which means there should cycle back down for another. Two to three, if not four to five weeks here on on the oil. Now I, I say that commodities are weird. All it takes is one one report to come out, one thing to come out, uh, OPEC changing the thing, and oil is going to is going to have get spikes and do other things. But if you look at it from longer term charting, it does look like it peaked back on uh, March of twenty twenty two when it peaked it more than likely bottomed here in may and so the entry point is going to be somewhere here let's see if i do this real quick yeah the entry point is somewhere around between 72 and 74 dollars would be the ideal entry point on a go-long setup there uh in possibly for multiple weeks if not months uh when it does get back down to there the problem is I don't know when this high is going to be put in. Uh, there's a whole bunch of numbers, though, right here, around $85, which is where it's very close to getting to, uh, and I would expect it somewhere to, in there is, is where it is going to, based on momentum, chart pattern, uh, timing, the whole nine yards. It's all right here set up uh, to, to go down uh, for that two to three weeks. And, again, I say down. It could be sideways to down. And sideways it just means it's neutral, doesn't go anywhere. Um, you always have that possibility, but the odds are it would it would go down there to to around seventy four, uh, probably on the high side. If if it was going to stay up, it would be seventy eight. You would think that's the minimum. Ideally, you would move down fifty to sixty one percent. That's where we're coming up with the seventy four to to seventy two. But if it did stay just and do the thirty eight percent retracement, then it would be looking more towards the seventy eight dollar range. So that's what you need to be understand at least when you are uh, looking at that uh, soybeans. Uh, Continuous contract, uh, continue. It looks like they they should be going up. It looks like a low was made last week, but they should continue to climb here at least on a daily basis for uh, another day or two would be the ideal. The weekly is oversold or approaching that probably another week or two sideways to down. So I might have to cycle through one more time. Corn on a continuous contract uh getting near uh near Bob, is probably gonna be up for another day or two the, the expectations would be the weekly on the corn has been down it's oversold should be trying to find a low at any point in time um yeah it's just uh look part of that seasonality i mean you start getting into this you know you're i'm sure they're gonna be harvesting here within a month so uh seasonality the sort of always happens that you sort of fall off usually into august and september so you're sort of getting that seasonal fall off that is taking place right now on that as we do look at it on the um, look at corn on the december contract uh, should be up for a couple more days uh, on the weekly december contract it's actually flipped from positive to negative so it, it could it, it really could go... I'd be surprised if it got below the 485 there on, on the December, on the weekly. Uh, if that does, that uh, that does open up, though, to more potential on the downside. So just be prepared for that uh, if you are looking at the December contract. Natural gas, it, it had a huge pop the other day. It was up 6%, I believe, on Tuesday. Um, sort, sort of breaking out is really what that is happening because you're going all the way back to oh uh, what was that that was in march when the the close was a uh, it was uh just over three dollars you you're approaching that at this point in time but the daily is overbought the weekly on natural gas is actually swinging back up now natural gas is a little tricky here i had at some point in time that it should get between four and five dollars now, if you look at it from that standpoint, if it's at $3 and you think it's going to 4 or $5, hey, you know, that's a 33% increase that could happen. The issue is this could roll over at any point in time and go to new lows. Uh, so just understand what you're getting into if you are trying to play that game. Um, but that would be the most logical space for it to happen, uh, assuming that it's moving in a five-wave pattern down, which is what it looks like it is doing. You would think it's going to get up to 4 or $5 and then probably going to go to new lows, which would be somewhere between $1.74 and $1.50 when it does come to natural gas, and that's on a continuous contract there with that. So that is what's happening and taking place there. Now, we did have one question that I definitely wanted to address regarding treasuries, uh, and this um, is it's a good question because a lot of people don't understand this. Okay. So let's say you decide to go out and you decide to buy a U.S. Treasury. And let's just pretend that it's a new issue. And I'm going to make my math easy here and not give you just just to make my, my life a little bit easier here. But if you go out here and let's just say that it's at five point four percent on a three month treasury. Well, then people ask you, well, I bought it. It said the yield was five point four percent. But they didn't give me 5.4%. That's 5.4% on a yearly basis, okay? So they're giving you the yield based on a year. The issue is you're holding that contract for three months, okay? So you're only going to get one-fourth of that. That's what people need to understand when they're doing this. So at that point, you're going to get 1.35%. So 1.35% for three months, if you if you take that times four, that's going to actually add up to the 5.4%. So you're not going to – you are getting that yield, but they're, they're basing that yield on a yearly basis. And that's where people get confused, thinking, well, I, I should have got 5.4% for my three months. You're getting 5.4% for the three months that you had it, but they're basing that yield on the year. And that's where a lot of people get confused – and they think, well, I I got gypped. I was supposed to get this. That that's how you have to understand that. So if you're buying these things that are less than a year, then you're you're going to have to make some calculations and to figure out how mu- how much money that you're actually go- going to get off that. No one's taking advantage of you, no one's doing it. It's just they base those yul- yields on a yearly basis. And it's sometimes it's hard for people to understand uh, why they didn't do that. Again, if you did it for six months, then you just divide whatever the yield is by two. So again, if it's, if it's uh 5.4%, then what would happen there is you're, you're going to get, um, your, uh, two, two point, uh, what are we here? 2.7%, uh, is, is, is what you're going to get, uh, for, for those six months. So just so you understand how this is working, uh, that's what's going to happen again if it was still at 5.4 percent and then you bought it for another six months it's going to equal exactly 5.4 percent because you're going to get your 2.7 for that time and again this is assuming we're just buying face value and all this good stuff and none of the markets and aftermarket and all, all the other stuff that, that, that goes into this um, a lot of times i try to refer to it as like buying cds at your bank when you buy a cd at a bank i mean it's usually is that's a new issue it's it's a Uh, 100 percent of what you bought it so if you put in 100,000 you bought it for 100,000 you get it back at the end if it's on 5.4 percent uh and and you did that again for um you did that for six months then you know then you're going to get your 2700 dollars that's how that would work and you're going to get your hundred thousand dollars back at the end doesn't, doesn't quite work like that in the real world, but, that, but that's the easiest way to equate this. So just so you understand exactly how the yields do work on these treasuries when we are quoting them for those that are less than a year. As always, if you do have a question or topic you would like to hear on the show, we would love to hear from you. 812-316-2079. You follow us on Facebook or Twitter. Send us an email, info at Financial questions, real answers right back after this short break. Welcome back to Financial Questions, Real Answers. This is your host, Darwin Lindsay, Certified Financial Planner. If you do have a question or topic you would like to hear on the show, we would love to hear from you, 812-316-2079. You follow us on Facebook or Twitter. Send us the email, info at lindsaywealth.com. We will be more than happy to get your question or topic on the show. A few questions that we have here. We're going to wrap this up. What's going on with mortgages? Well, they raised interest rates and so they're now at 7.09. This is what continues to happen. Um, that um, it just is making where mortgages are unaffordable for most people uh, that are trying to get out there. Or I should say, housing is, which when you can't afford housing, it's because you can't usually get a mortgage if you're one of the fine people out there that pay cash for home then you really don't have to care about this but for most younger people and the ones that are trying to start a family and the ones that that are needing the home it's just starting to put things out of reach at this point in time uh 30-year fixed rate mortgages with conforming balances jumped to uh, 7.09 percent up from 6.93 percent uh in the prior week Uh, and that's the third highest since january of 2002 with only two weeks last November having marginally higher rates than what's currently being reported, and that's according to the Mortgage Bankers Association. So that's where that info is coming from, uh, to be able to do that. Um, Rates on jumbo mortgages, and those are mortgages that are above $726,200, rose to 7.04%. So you can just continue to see this uh, going up. Uh, And the the way that this is continuing to work with the deficits that the government continues to have, and uh, putting it out there, uh, you know that's why Fitch was able to downgrade the, the U.S. credit um, and, and do these kind of kind of things. And at this point in time, um, it, it's just it's a big negative when people again can't afford it. Just just to remind you: in, in two thousand eight, it was three hundred twenty-three and thirty percent of your salary to be able to buy a home. Now Now it's 550% of your salary to be able to afford a home, the average salary, which I believe is around 80000 80, for a household uh, in, in the U.S. It just is, it makes it just really hard for people to get by. I mean, it's the number one question that I get from my clients right now. How How is the average American getting by right now? I will flat out tell you, I don't know. I don't know how, if you have a, uh, two children, your family of four, and and you're trying to get by um with the mortgages with the food not to mention any other normal things that happen out here it, it is just astronomical um mortgage applications um were down 27 percent uh in, in 2022 um compared to the same week in uh 2021 so or it, com- it, it just continues that people are not being able to do this so um the applications just keep going down and down, and that's what people need to understand. So it's um, the other part there, and I don't remember if I did talk about this last week because I know I got this information, I believe, last Friday, but American Express, the average usage on their credit card last month was $6,000. Now, that's average, so I'm sure some's higher, some lower. It's just average. But $6,000 a month on a credit card? i would hope that if you're doing that that you can pay that off the problem is six thousand dollars i don't know how most people can pay off six thousand dollars uh i mean if you have a lot of money you you can definitely get away with doing that but most people aren't doing that unless there's there's an issue or a problem uh it is american express so you got to consider that um you know maybe that is dealing more with a higher end because a lot of times you got to buy their cards versus them um not making you pay pay a a fee, but you you just see what what's happened too with the cash out refis in the mortgage market. Um, they they just keep plunging down and down. I mean, you only have uh, yeah they dropped sixty percent in twenty eighteen, down eighty percent in twenty nineteen, down eighty six percent in twenty one, and it's down fifty six percent here in twenty twenty two. I mean, it just keeps dropping because people realize, like, God, I mean, why would you do that uh, at these kind of interest rates? It just makes it truly unaffordable at this point in time. So all these things considered um cautiously optimistic uh hope for the best prepare for the worst some point in time here some other things are going to give uh would be the most logical thing that is going to happen uh, but we still do look uh, f- from that high i would still look for an eight to ten percent pullback would be the absolutely most logical thing uh to happen for the P 500 uh which is going to get you down there around that 41 80 ish range somewhere right in there, depending on, on, on how you make your calculations, whether you're doing it from closes or from interday highs and lows. So just do keep that in mind that there should be a lot of pressure, at least here in the next six weeks on the market would be the most logical thing to happen. And that's at least the position, uh, on the momentum, the charting and everything else comes in with that kind of timing. But again, the markets are its own animal. It can do whatever it wants. Uh, so make sure you are paying close attention at this point in time. As always, if you do have a question or topic you would like to hear on the show, we would love to hear from you. 812-316-2079. You follow us on Facebook or Twitter. Send us an email, info at This is Darwin Lindsay for Financial Questions, Real Answers. We'll see you next week.